Hello, welcome to Indonesia in depth. It's been almost two years since we started this podcast, and it has been a great and exciting journey for all of us. All of our team members come from different backgrounds, so there were definitely a lot of diverse informations and ideas that bounce off, off around the room every single day, and I think that makes the whole experience a very meaningful one. So we thought that we wanted to celebrate that and to look back on how far we've grown. Uh, so today in the studio, all the team members are present. Uh, we have Sean here, um, Veronica, Rizky, and myself, Tanita. And so we'd like to share you our most memorable episode in terms of production. Um, I think when we talk about production among ourselves, it means everything from brainstorming stage, picking up the angles of stories, uh, jotting down the questions, calling potential guests, and interviewing them, and then do all the narrations and post-production stuffs. So everything, there's everything there. So let's start with Sean. Um, so Sean, you've been here the longest. Um, in fact, you're the you, you built this podcast on your own in the beginning. Um, so you definitely have witnessed and experienced a lot of interesting guests and also interesting cases um, of episodes um, and production process. So I look, I can't wait to hear what is your most memorable episode in terms of production. I have a lot of memorable episodes because going back, I was basically a one-man show, uh, you know, doing the production editing all by myself. Uh, but I guess one episode that stuck out from from the production side, particularly, was my uh, interview with Egi Sujana, which was episode 15, titled "Jokowi's Policies Against Islam." Says the 212 Alumni Association. This is Indonesia in depth. I'm Sean Corrigan. At that time, what did you want to discuss with him? Well, I wanted to talk about the political situation at the time. Egi Sujana is the spokesperson for the 212 alumni, which is a hardline Islamic organization made up of a number of Islamic-oriented uh, groups, uh, which was very influential in the 2017 Jakarta uh, gubernatorial election, which ultimately led to the downfall of Ahok. And he's also the legal advisor to the firebrand cleric Habib Rizik, who is the, actually the face of the uh, 212 Association. Yeah, and I, th I think until now you can see his faces all around the medias and listen to him on, on televisions. Yeah, at the time, uh, this was going back in 2018, Habib Rizik was in self-imposed exile in Saudi Arabia after the Indonesian authorities issued an uh, uh, arrest warrant for a pornography charge. Um, but I wanted to talk to Egi to talk about uh, what's going on with Habib Rizik. Also, I want to talk about what's next for the 212 Association, because at that time, they just came off a big high of bringing down or playing a key role in bringing down uh, Governor Ahok, Governor of Jakarta. Um, and I want to see what's next for them. What do they plan on doing? And at that time, it was the run-up to the 2018 regional elections. 
So I wanted to see what are their plans are. Do they hope to get involved in regional elections? Um, because this was their big win mm-hmm. in the 2017 uh, gubernatorial elections, uh, which you know was the spectacular downfall of Ahok. Yeah, so this is definitely one of those um, controversial episodes that we have uh, with a controversial person. Um, so it really, it must have been really interesting to talk to him. So can you tell us more about how the interview process went, or you know what kind of what, what kind of interesting things that you picked up? Yeah, I mean, Eggy is quite a, a character in my opinion. Uh, he's he's been an activist all his life, uh, even during the Suharto uh, era. He was an activist. He spent time in jail. Um, and then, so I wanted to talk to him, you know, about those topics I mentioned about what's going on with the two one two and their future influence. Yeah, so I gave Eggy a call. I wanted to talk to him uh, to see what what the future holds for two one two and what they plan on doing. Uh, so I gave him a call, uh, requested an interview. Uh, initially, he wanted to do it over the phone, which is usually not the best solution. It's better to do it uh, in person. Uh, so I called him a bunch of times, and finally he said, "Okay, we'll do it. Come to this uh, hotel in South Jakarta on this date." So I, it was a two or three star hotel. So I went there on this date, uh, ready to interview him. Waited in the lobby. It was a very small hotel, and I waited for about an hour, and no one around, none of his people were around. And I called him, and I said, um, "Hey, I'm at the hotel. You know, are you around? Can we meet?" And he says, "Oh, I'm not at the hotel today. Uh, I'm in, you know, Central Jakarta, this place. Why don't you come to this restaurant?" Hotel Diraja. Nitendian, tapi saya sudah tanya pegawai di sini, tapi katanya bapak tidak ada di sini. Berarti bapak tidak di hotel Diraja sekarang, karena saya sudah satu jam nunggu. Yeah, completely just didn't even follow what we agreed on. And then I didn't want to go to the restaurant because it's really bad to do an interview in a restaurant and everything. So, uh-huh. so we agreed on another time. And so I went to his office, which is in Central Jakarta, another day. And uh, I got there a little bit earlier, so I was hanging out in his in his office with some of his like security guards or whatever. And he comes in right on time and is very proud. See, I'm on time, you know. And then he's like, "Well, you know, you weren't yesterday. You know, he's uh, he's talking about the other day yeah, where yeah. I, where he messed up, but he's just blaming me, which is pretty funny." Um, but so we went up to his his office, which was, you know, very cluttered, uh, full of uh, news articles about himself, mm-hmm. uh, photos of himself, you know, over the years in the news. Nim nanti di edit. Jadi kalau mau angkat telepon atau mau nggak mau menjawab nggak apa-apa saya bisa edit semua nggak apa-apa. Jadi nggak ada masalah. Ini tergantung pertanyaannya apa. Saya nggak. Dan ya jadi nggak ada masalah kalau mau di cut sebagainya nggak apa-apa. And you know, books everywhere. Uh, he has this uh, law firm or something because uh. he, he represents the the two one two when they always have problems with with the authorities. Right. But uh, it was very cluttered. But from the production side, uh, it was great acoustics because there was no echo. It was full of mm-hmm. books, full of stuff. So it was really good. And he has such a strong voice. So I was like, oh, production quality wise, this is gonna be really good. It's yeah. really cluttered and sort of annoying, but you know, the sound quality is gonna be good. Right, uh, but just one thing, I think this is what maybe some listeners might not be aware of. Although we have a studio in our, in our office, but we do also cater to our guests um, request if they want to have it at their place. And so every time that happens, it's a big gamble. Either we get a room that's super big and wide and very nice to talk to in person, but is really bad for for recording uh, acoustically, or we would have a room that is so small, but it's all glasses and nothing, nothing there, very pristine and clean. Yep. So you'd you'd also get a bad recording. Or uh, if we're lucky, we're able to ask them 
to move to other rooms, but sometimes it's not the case. There are some other interesting stories about this, but I think we'll save it to other times. That's a that's always something interesting every time we interview. Yeah, yeah. Always when I'm meeting the the, the guest, I'm always looking around the room to see how the production is going to work out.、Um, but the whole interview was in Indonesian, of course, so that went well. But an interesting, a funny part of it is that in the middle of the interview, one of the batteries died on the on the microphones on、oh, his、no. of all of all of them. So I had to interrupt him. He was on this big、uh, explanation about、uh, Pancasila and Sharia law and all this.、Mm-hmm. Jokowi, kalau dia mau didukung sama kita, segera lakukan taubat, taubat konstitusi.、Mm, bisa menjelaskan sedikit、yeah. lagi. Taubat, you know taubat? Taubat itu pengakuan dosa, pengakuan kesalahan. And I had to interrupt them and say, you know, Pat, sorry, your batteries are dead. Can, can I replace them? I had to get them on my bag and get, have some small talk at the same time. But then when we, when we start again, he remembered exactly where he left off, and、yeah. we continued. It was just kind of funny situation. So at this time, the microphone that we're using is still a, a lav microphone, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> the one that doesn't even tell you whether the battery is gonna yeah go off yeah, or not. Yeah, luckily I was paying attention.、Um, but yeah, I can imagine if I didn't know it, he would be talking. I wouldn't have it. Deh, nyambung. Uh, ya sudah sudah. Ya,、uh, ya bapak bilang. Nah、uh, jadi gini untuk dapat dukungan dari dua satu. Iya bukan dua satu dua semua umat lah、uh-huh. akan mengkondisikan dan sayang sama Jokowi. Harus,、uh, nah, ini bukti kita objektif lah. Objektif bahwa kita tidak. But you know all of these questions are probably the questions that people wanted, like foreign correspondents really wanted to know. Uh, what did he actually say, and what, and was he able to really say what he what he believes in? Yeah, he's he's.、Uh, Quite forthcoming, and we had a long discussion, you know, b- before the actual interview, which is very interesting as well, off the record. But on the record, he was saying that you know that Indonesia should not have、uh, direct votes、mm. um, because the voters、uh, aren't competent enough、uh, and not educated by the Quran, so they need the wisdom of the Quran to be able to vote to choose the right leader. So he really pushed that forward. He said that President Widodo is following communist teachings because、uh, he wants to separate. Um, religion and the state. And he said that that must be challenged. And he said that religion should influence the state.、Uh, he went and talked about Pancasila、uh, versus the 1945 Constitution.、Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that you know Pancasila was created by Islamic leaders.、Um, so he had a lot of interesting things to say. And another interesting point that、uh, stuck out in our conversation was that you know he spoke about how Hillary Clinton.、Uh, Created uh, ISIS uh. In, in Iraq and Syria, and I asked him, "Well, you know, how do you know that? What type, you know, what type of proof do you have of that?" And he said, "Well, it's on YouTube. You can see it there." So it was, it was interesting. I just said, "Okay," and we moved on to another topic. If you think about it, the perpetrators are also victims. Secondly, maybe those people are used for another purpose. Terrorism is a big business, you know. Many people have suddenly gotten rich in Indonesia because of terrorism. Maybe the news media can get to the bottom of this. He joked. Islam doesn't teach radicalism. Evidently, ISIS itself was created by Hillary Clinton. It's true. You can watch it on YouTube. ISIS katanya itu justru buatan Hillary Clinton itu. Iya, Hillary Clinton. Kan ada ucapan dia di di YouTube kan ada. And and so um, any other things after or during the interview that that you think was really interesting in the production side? Well, I did this whole interview on my own. I had no one else at the time. I didn't have a team built yet. Uh, so the interview was in Indonesian,、uh, so I had to take it take it back, listen to it all,、um, and then I had to translate what he was saying, 
And then in the production side, I was his voiceover. So、mm. I translated it, and then I voiced his voice over over him. Yeah, so yeah. So I had a hard time、um, uh, separating the narrator, which was me, and also the voiceover person, which was me, over him. So was, the interview was a challenge. Yeah.、Um, the the translation was a challenge, and then the voiceover was interesting. So I had to separate it different ways. So it was a you know a one man band at the time. Basically, I, I, it was me. I can't imagine how challenging that must be. How、yeah. much work? Because I think he's also not the type of person who who speaks monotonously,、uh, so it's very expressive. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah.、Um, and to be able to deliver the messages that I'm sure he's passionate about would yeah, be yeah. a task on its own. Yeah, and I I didn't want to get any of them wrong because I knew he would call me out on it if if I did.、Uh, but then we also added a lot of clips from the two one two and from Habib Rizik,、uh, and some of these, you know. Very、uh, fiery speeches、mm. as well in the streets of Jakarta back then.、Uh, so we added them into the into episode,、um, but I think it was really a good episode, and it was an episode that's maybe some people ask me, you know, wh- why would you interview the two one two and and Eggy, you know?、Uh, I said, well, they're they're regardless of what you think of them, they're sort of a ragtag organization at times, sometimes a, a mob for hire.、Um, they only are active when they have funding from certain groups. Uh, but I said, that, you know, when they have the funding from certain groups, they have they have influence. And as you see now, they're a little bit, you know, in decline now. Now the some of these groups don't need them. Now their、uh, the election is over and things. So, but it's important to see, you know,、uh, to talk to them and get their point of view. And you don't have to agree with what they're saying, but it's interesting to see what they're thinking. It's a really good point that you brought up because I think this is this has to be established on the record that when we interview people or when we You know, raise a topic on our on our episodes. We don't always agree to what the the guest stance is, and 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 that's not the point of of our episodes and our program anywhere. We're not here to deliver a certain type of coherent stances.、Um, we're here to explore people with different stances and ideas,、uh, even though they're radically different from ours. Yeah, good or bad depends on how the public opinion judge them as. But yeah, it's really it's really not our our responsibility to pick only the people that we agree on. Yeah, and and at that time there was a lot of controversy over Habib Rizik in Saudi Arabia, who said he was ready to come home to Indonesia. And at the time they were had to, and at the time there was some security issues at Soekarno Hatta Airport because of the thought that he was going to be coming home, and would there be. A, a large crowd waiting for him or not? So I spoke to Eggy about that because Eggy just visited Habib Rizik in Saudi Arabia at the time,、uh, the week before. So I talked to him about what's going on with Habib Rizik. Who is he talking to? Uh, uh, who is funding him in Saudi Arabia?、It's, it doesn't come for free staying in Saudi Arabia for that long period of time. So we talked about all that.、Um, so it was interesting to see, rather than you know just guessing which all the news media was, why not just go and talk to them? That's what I did. About maintaining the airport's normal operation, Rizik has yet to return home to Indonesia. I asked Egi if and when Habib Rizik would come back to Indonesia. Rizik akan kembali ke ke Indonesia? Dia bilang kepada saya akan kembali. Cuma kapannya? Gak boleh siapa yang umumkan kecuali dia sendiri. He told me he would return to Indonesia, but the only person that will announce the time is himself. A couple of months ago, he was planning to return to Jakarta. I was the head of the welcoming committee. He was already at the airport in Saudi Arabia, but then he got an answer from his prayers that it wasn't the right time to return to Jakarta. He got the sense that he would be arrested upon arrival and worried that his followers would rebel.、Um, but when I left his office, it was pretty funny because there's a whole bunch of his followers and colleagues outside, and they're all just waiting. And I walked out, and it's very Very weird, right? For me to walk out of his office, it was just kind of funny. 
Now, Risky, being the newest member of the team, mm-hmm. um, what is your most memorable episode in terms of production? In terms of production, this this would be include behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, definitely. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm new. Uh, I'm about one and a half months here. So I don't really have like too wide of a, a production experience with uh, you guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, my most memorable experience in the production is it was two episodes ago uh, with Jaya Dihanan as the guest. Oh, episode right. 39 comprom- compromises, equalizers, and dynasties right yeah so this is indonesia in depth i'm sean corrigan pagi hari ini saya ingin mengenalkan kabinet indonesia maju kita akan fokus pada pengembangan sumber daya manusia pada penciptaan it was really interesting because Uh, I said this to you uh, in my interview, I think, uh, that I, uh, my concern is that I don't really follow politics. It's just mm. some, well, my uh, my knowledge in politics is not literally zero, but yeah. uh, it's just something that, that I don't uh, look forward to in TVs or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, but when I got into... Uh, the production process uh, in the interview room with Pak Jayadi and uh, Sean and Veronica. It was, uh, I would say, it's an experience. Not, not, not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an because it's a it's a topic that I never would have uh, talked about. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, such a fun topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in surface, uh, in the surface, uh, if you if you say that what's your podcast about, it's about politics. We, people would find that yeah. boring, right? Yeah. So or, or intimidating. Yeah, yeah. Or intimidating. Yeah. Uh, that's what I. That's what I thought. But but when I got into the interview room, this would take all the audio, put it on the podcast, uh, which you're one of our favorite guests. Then you'll have. And then we'll take clip, audio clips sure. and have a description mm-hmm. and text. Yeah. And then we'll do video clips and, and yeah. description. Right, right, right. And uh, we didn't do that last time. We did the clips. Why is it but, interesting? Um, It's because yeah. uh, the way that uh, the host, uh, Sean and Pak Jayadi, were talking at the time is really like, I would say be- because they're talking about uh, speculations about the Uh, cabinet right uh, and what's going to happen uh, moving forward Menteri Pertahanan Bapak Prabowo Subianto yeah. um, but just on that point with Garinger coming into the the, the ruling coalition. and the two of them uh, seems like they're really like made for this right. yeah you know so Ex- an expert like uh like experts i guess so i i, I would <laughs> okay. just say it, it it's it, it feels like they were made for the, for this mm-hmm. yeah so and uh the way they talk and the back and forth 
uh, it really reminds me of the way I uh, would talk about something that I'm interested in. Like if I would talk about sports or movies. Uh, and he's replacing Rini Sumarno as the state-owned enterprise, yes, Minister of State-owned Enterprise. Which is, uh, you know, state-owned enterprise has been one of the, the bulk of Jokowi's infrastructure project because most of the infrastructures developed like specula been, speculations uh, and yeah it's uh the excitements of these two person uh, uh like uh how do you influences me to be interested in the topic as well yeah so uh that's why i think it's the most memorable memory. i think it's i think it's interesting to note that um a lot of us not do not necessarily start with a keen passion of with a deep passion of politics and mm -hmm. you know and politics in in a sense that of a hard politics like the cabinets or the presidential election and that kind of stuff but i think we could i could definitely agree with what risky said i think we grow fond into it as we as we go into the process and meet these interesting people and mm -hmm. by interesting sometimes they don't have to be you know um, the the protagonist of you know the media's, but some other times, as what John have said before, the controversials one. Mm -hmm. um, you can always see some compassionate um, side of them, and um, and always a good side to learn from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think for but for me, like how long did it take to get into it? It's just one production mm -hmm. process, <laughs> so yeah. it's. Yeah, it it's really interesting that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the the Jayadi interview was interesting, um, but it's also where how Dr. Jayadi is so knowledgeable on the topics mm -hmm. that um, it was a long interview, but it was just nonstop, uh, you know, insights after insights after insights, and the way he sort of ties together all the the. Um, yeah, sort of just the way that Dr. Jayadi puts all the pieces together mm -hmm. and actually shows you what it actually produces, what the product is. It's yeah. really interesting, the political product. So yeah. it's interesting how uh, he can, you know, break down all those things. And for me, it was a you know long interview. I think it was over an hour, but it was actually, you know, but it was completely packed mm -hmm. with information. Uh, in the previous interview I remember doing with him, I did, um, the first one I did with him was alone. And I think it was an hour and a half and the actual episode was about an hour and 20 minutes. Wow. And I called it the uh, Solving Indonesia's Political Rubik's Cube with Dr. Jayadi. Uh -huh. So he's, he's a fantastic guest and super insightful. So for me, it's, you know, time flew by so fast because he's so insightful and interesting. Later this year, on June 27th, actually, Indonesia will be holding 171 regional elections mm -hmm. that will include, uh, of course, many key regions such as West Java, Central Java, East Java, and of course, North Sumatra, and many others. Mm -hmm. These are huge political battlegrounds. Uh, West Java alone, for example. And then, and then after the recording too, like, I added the first raw, raw footage. Yeah, so in, in the editing process, I listened to the raw recording three times, <laughs> and I never got tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, actually, I've listened to the, the podcast myself, and the second time, I'm still learning things. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, new it's like new stuff every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so our production processes usually consist of several stages, and one of the earliest one after the interview is 
doing the basic what we call the basic edit and that basically means that we have to cut all the unnecessary gaps spaces and errors or ums and ahs you know that are unnecessary and fixing all the um, uh, unnecessary gaps and um, ums or glitches and errors um, so that's what uh, risky was referring to and sometimes it takes a couple of basic editing session in order for you to really clean it up because sometimes the first listen uh, might not give you like a complete uh, you might miss something on the first play but but here I think Jayadi Hanan was like one of those guest stars uh, um, having an interview with Dr. Jayadi was one of those that, that we don't need to necessarily cut lots of things uh, because it was yeah it's it's <laughs> either that or, or you do not know which one to delete <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. or yeah yeah I agree yeah, fantastic. He, we we invite Dr. Jadi qu- quite a couple of times, so he's definitely one of our um, frequent guests. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you are lucky to to have interview him, especially on on the very early stage of your time here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Have you ever listened to any of the episodes mentioned before? If you haven't, check out Sean's episode in episode 15 and Risky's episode in episode 39. Let us know what your favorite episodes are on our socials at Twitter at IndoIndepth and on Instagram at IndonesiaIndepth and our website at IndonesiaIndepth.com. You can also email us at info at IndonesiaIndepth.com. Our executive producer is Sean Corrigan, producer is Tanita, editor is Risky, and researcher is myself, Veronica. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays! Thanks for listening.